Jesus Christ said, do not think I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. This forms the core of our Christian understanding of the relation of the Old Testament to the New Testament, and hence the Old Covenant to the New Covenant. One of the earliest heresies of the church was Marcionism, which posited the idea that there was a God of the Old Testament who was vengeful and wrathful, and the Christ of the New Testament who was loving and forgiving. But Orthodox Christianity has always rejected such a dualism. We see instead the entirety of the scriptures as being one self-consistent, albeit progressive, revelation of God to his people, first to Israel and then to all of the nations. Thus, St. Augustine famously said, the New Testament lies hidden in the Old, and the Old Testament is unveiled in the New. We see in Matthew's Passion narrative that the Church provides for us on this Palm Sunday the way in which the final days of our Lord encapsulates and represents the Old Covenant which came before. First, we have the triumphal entry of our Lord into Jerusalem. The people laid palm branches in his path, redolent of the lush paradise of the Garden of Eden. And the people cried out in praise, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Like Adam and Eve in the garden before the fall, the people were experiencing right order and harmony with God. But as with Adam and Eve, who partook of the forbidden fruit, sin entered the picture as, Jesus, as Judas went before the chief priests, betraying our Lord for 30 pieces of silver. We then see Christ sending his disciples to claim a certain house to celebrate the Passover supper, reminiscent of God sending Abraham to claim the promised land where Israel would dwell. And then, of course, we have the Last Supper itself, which was a Passover feast. In the Passover, Israel sacrificed an innocent lamb to be spared the wrath of God and to escape from Egypt. At the Last Supper, the disciples received the Eucharistic sacrifice of our Lord, the Paschal sacrifice to atone for our sins and the sins of the world and to conquer death itself. And then Christ led the disciples into the Garden of Gethsemane, here he suffered the anguish of his impending death, recalling the suffering of the Israelites as they wandered those 40 years in the desert, while the slumbering disciples give us the image of Israel's disobedience to the law of the Lord. Jesus is then arrested and put on trial. His trial forces us to recall the reception that the Jews gave to the prophets sent by God and the holy ones of Israel. They ignored their words of warning and the call to repentance. They mocked them and even sometimes killed them. Just, to, just the same, the high priest responded to Christ's acknowledgement of his divinity. He has blasphemed. What further need do we have of witnesses? Their conclusion, he deserves to die. And so Jesus is handed over to the Romans, where he was beaten, forced to carry his cross to Calvary, and crucified there. Just as Israel was eventually punished for her sins and idolatries by being conquered from the outside, 
by Nebuchadnezzar, the Chaldean king. The Jews were then exiled to Babylon, and the temple in Jerusalem was destroyed. It's true that after the exile, Israel was able to return from Babylon, but she was never able to obtain her former glory. She continued to be dominated by outside powers, first the Greeks and then the Romans. During this 400-year intertestamental period, no prophets came and no miracles took place. Christ's journey might have ended there at Calvary too. He died on the cross. He was buried and a stone sealed his tomb. The hope that Christ was the Messiah that would redeem Israel would seem to have been dashed. But like John the Baptist proclaiming Christ in the desert at the beginning of the New Testament, we see the words of hope from the centurion. Truly, this was the Son of God. But to see how Christ finally fulfilled the law and the prophets and inaugurated the new covenant, thus restoring the promise of the old, well, for that, you'll have to come next week. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.